0: Thanks for joining us on Detroit Today on WDET, 1019 FM and WDET.org online. I'm your host today, Sandra Swoboda, and we are devoting the hour to politics. We talked a bit about Detroit elections and what's going on with some of those this fall. Now we want to take a little bit more of a national view and talk about Women in politics. The idea that we have a representative democracy is, well, nice in theory, but it doesn't so much play out in practice. Our elected bodies have never truly represented the American population demographically, and political parties have struggled to attract women and minority candidates to run for office. For example, in the Michigan Senate, there are 38 seats, and only four of them are occupied by women. So one organization is trying to change those types of disparities. It's called She Should Run, and it's designed to encourage and support women who may be interested in running for an election position. I'd like to welcome the founder of that group to the show, Aaron Los Cotrera. Welcome to WDET. Thank you, Sandra. It's great to be here. Yeah. So introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us about She Should Run and what your motivation was for founding it.
1: Sure thing. So She Should Run uh, was founded in 2011, and we have been working since that time to expand the talent pool of women running for office at all levels in the United States. And our goal as a nonpartisan organization is really to create a safe space where women can come and kind of look behind the curtain of what's there for running for office and um, what value uh, they can bring to elected office and to do so at the, at the early stage. That's what She Should Run is really about. All
0: right. I want to go to our callers and see if we have anybody interested in sharing their thoughts about representative democracy, especially where it comes to gender demographics. Does it matter to you to have more women in office? Do you gravitate towards women who are on the ballot when you're voting? So you know the number, but here it is, 313-313. 577 if you want to weigh in on this conversation about diversity and gender balance in politics. So, Aaron, let me go back to you. What's happened since November? We all know what happened in November in the presidential race, the woman not making it into the White House. But what's happened in communities across the country since then?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really remarkable, actually. So we, um, like I said, have been working in the field for years, as have a number of organizations. And um, after the November election, we weren't alone in seeing uh, what was very clearly a surge of women stepping up from all corners of the country, raising their hands and saying, OK, uh, I want to do this tell me how to run for office. So She Should Run alone has seen close to 15,000 women uh, join our community. And uh, just to give you a sense of context, that's about a 1,700 percent increase in the number (laughs) of women that that tend to come into our programs.
0: And you have used that to kind of set a goal for yourselves for the next couple decades. Tell us about that.
1: We have. So uh, we just recently launched um, and made public our internal goal, which is to get 250,000 women running by the year 2030. And we're really intentional about uh, pointing out that this change isn't going to happen overnight. You know, much of the the kind of uh, national dialogue that's happening right now about women's interest in running for office drives people to say, "Okay, what is this going to mean for the 2017, 2018 election cycle? And I think, you know, I think we will see uh, pockets of increases, um, but but really, you know, when you're thinking about running for office, this is, you know, the, the, the path to elected office doesn't happen overnight. Many women are, uh, in fact, using this moment uh, for all of the right reasons to get involved at a very, um, at a higher level in their local communities. And I think that's where we're going to see a tremendous impact in the near term. And then it's, it's a it's a long, long game goal. But um, that's what we want to see is, you know, 50 percent of the over 500,000 elected offices in this country um, to see, you know, 50 percent of those women who are running be women.
0: Why haven't there been more women running for office in the past? Sure.
1: So, you know, th- there's there's lots of research out there that, um, you know, really, it's it's, par- it's it's parallel to a lot of the issues that we see for women in the business community, too. Um, you know, women aren't uh, encouraged. Number one, women aren't encouraged and recruited for elected leadership roles at the same rate as men. So, you know, as, as people sort of look around and say, what, where can I make a difference? You can make a difference by telling the women in your, the talented women who are in your lives to uh, consider a run for office. We have, we actually, have it, she should run a great easy tool on uh, the website, she should run.org, where you can uh, nominate women that you think would be great elected leaders. So that's number one. Number two is, is really uh, that women are questioning their qualifications in a way that men don't. So even when we're encouraging women to run and we're telling these great women in our lives that they should consider a run, their internal voices are saying, mm, I don't think so, not me, I couldn't possibly be qualified. Um, and it really, like I said, it kind of tracks with... With business community, where we see, you know, women aren't going after promotions unless they have a hundred percent of uh, the required qualifications. When men are sort of looking at those those roles, even when they only meet, you know, uh, three or six of the ten um, uh, qualifications that are needed.
0: Are you seeing offices that women are more likely to run for, or more interested to run for, or more successful at running for? That was a whole bunch of questions in there, but talk about uh, the, how women <laughs> choose what office they run for and what we're seeing across the country you
1: know i think this is part of what's really encouraging right now is um you know many people don't realize that there are over five hundred thousand elected offices in this country and um and you know women are are uh, underrepresented at all levels and i i have found that a number of the women who are coming into she should run um are looking at their local communities and they're you know for the first time kind of identifying who uh, who the people are who are in elected roles and looking and seeing, oh, wait, my voice isn't represented and I can do something about this and have a tremendous at- impact in my local community. So I think that, you know, I think I think a number of the women in uh, the Sichuan community are looking locally. Um, that's not to say that, you know, women <laughs> shouldn't and aren't striving for the highest level offices, but, um, you know, we sort of have this distorted view in the United States of um, how the impact that you can make in elected roles because you just sort of follow them. Money And most of the money is spent at the top of the ticket. And therefore, uh, you know, most of our attention goes there. But really, it's these local offices that often um, have have sometimes even more effect on our day to day lives.
0: You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET. It's 1019 FM or WDET.org online. I'm Sandra Sabota, your host today, and we're talking with Erin Los-Cotrero. She's the founder of the organization She Should Run, which is seeking to have more women in political office. So, Erin, I want to ask you about what happens when women get into office. How are they different as legislators or representatives or city council members? How are they different than men in that office?
1: Yeah, uh, this, is, this is where it's really important to point out. You know, it's really at the, at the heart of why uh, we do the work we do at She Should Run is because, you know, we look at we look at the political landscape and know that, you know, it's that uh, difference of background, that difference of perspective and ideas that you want to have that diversity of thought and perspective in elected office. So women are really bringing a unique experience to legislation legislation, um, that changes what legislation is moved forward. It changes how we legislate, you know, as a, as, as a group, women tend to, um, tend to bring, uh, more civility and collaboration to the political process, something we could use a little bit of these days. Um, you know, we, we find that, uh, you know, it's not really about the, the sort of, um, no, number of pieces of legislation that are moved forward, as much as what that process looks like, um, how efficient it's done. Uh, women are more collaborative, uh, so so it really is. It's changing the voices that are at the table when policy is made.
0: So why is she should run needed? I think sometimes there's mm. that you know counter narrative to the feminist movements out there that mm. that women do have all the same opportunities as men.
1: Right. Well, I mean, look no further than the numbers in this country. So with over 500,000 elected offices, you know, women represent, if you look at the, you know, the federal level, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at 20 uh, percent women of color represent an even smaller percentage. um, We have a lot of work to do to ensure that we're tapping the full talent pool that this country has to offer for elected office. Um, And, and, you know, uh, really it comes back to um, just making sure that we have the, the, you know, smartest, most talented people in office and with women representing 50 percent of the population, we have a lot of work to do to open up opportunities for them.
0: Uh, how does the dynamic with women in office play across political parties are do we see the what similarities and what differences do we see between women of the two major parties and then even the third party candidates?
1: Yeah, look, uh, she should run as a little bit of a special animal in that in this hyper partisan world, we operate as a place that welcomes women um, from all political leanings and and we're intentional about that because uh, you know our feeling is that we can't possibly expect to make. The best policy solutions with women on only one side of the aisle, and uh, you know, if you if you look sort of to the next generation and how we want to be able to open opportunities for all women, it's it's difficult to make the case that you know we want to make we want to open up opportunities for some but not all women, and and in fact, you know, creating that space as we do at She Should Run, where you know you can come and uh, and get connected with women from all different backgrounds, including who come from different, uh, you know, different political ideologies. Um, It's an important part of the political process. It's really, you know, it's frankly doing a disservice to to our democracy to, to um, you know, kind of bring political leaders up and suggest to them that they can operate in a bubble in some way. Um, so you know, creating that space where women can um, you know, have the shared experience of running for office as a woman, but also respect that not everybody's coming to the table you know, with the same motivations and that that's okay.
0: So Erin, your organization is She Should Run, meaning running for office. And I think implied in that is she hopes to win or she should win the office. (laughs) Um, But for women who aren't successful in maybe their first campaign, uh, even though they may be a a more qualified candidate and do all the right things, but just not quite make it into office, what advice do you have for them? Is that a role within your organization? How do you support looking forward to more elections?
1: Yeah, I mean, a a couple things. I I find that women who have Run for office and lost often serve as the greatest mentors to women who are considering a run. Um, you know, it's because, you know, so much of politics, you feel like you have to be so buttoned up in your talking points. And, you know, elected officials, I think, t- at times, you know, are, 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 are coached on the talking points so much that it's hard to kind of get, get behind the scenes and say, no, how do you really do this? And so it's, you know, it's the women who have run and lost who are often the ones who, Um, are are willing to give back, and and we certainly create a space for that If She Should Run. We're um, in the process. One of our major initiatives with the campaign to get um, 250,000 women running for office is building out this uh, mentorship program that will allow women who are thinking about running for office to connect with those women who have experience on the campaign trail. But, you know, for the women who have run and lost and, um, you know, or even those who have helped out on high-profile campaigns behind the scenes and, you know, seeing the seen the side of somebody's always winning somebody's always losing um that that there's to know there's still something to give back and in fact women are less likely to run for office again if they lose um and you know we we hope to change that culture and and you know look somebody's always going to lose an election but there's so much to be gained from the connections that you make on the campaign trail. And, you know, it really, it truly is a journey of, um, you know, people will say, when did your campaign start? And I always talk to candidates and say, look, your campaign started when, you know, when you were a kid and you were forming your, your thoughts and um, approaches to, to the world. Um, so, it, you know, one, one race isn't everything. Um, there's, there's so much more to
0: it. All right. So we just have less than a minute left, but I want to give you the chance to go out on a couple of points for people who are listening, who either who want to run for office, what's the one thing they should do? And people who want to support women running for office, what are a couple things they can do?
1: Sure, so uh, so if you, you know, let me start in the place of, back to that research that says that women aren't recruited and encouraged at the same rate as men. Um, take the time to encourage women in your life to run for office. You can do that at sheshouldrun.org. And if you're interested in running, we have a tremendous program, the She Should Run Incubator. That's a great place to start. You know, we really encourage women in that program to start in a place of getting very centered in why they want to run. You never want to be on the campaign trail and unable to answer the question of why. So, you know, really taking the time to dig deep into what your motivations are and what you want to bring to elected office will make everything else so much easier. So, you know, for that,
0: go do it. Thank you so much for joining us on Detroit Today. I'll be back tomorrow with a show about the Great Lakes. I hope you will, too. You're listening to WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University.